Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. I'm your host, Drawplay Dave Rapocio. Currently dry. Please, Houston, I hope you're okay. It's This is some bad stuff we're going through. With me, as always, is newly released Browns player Sam Grezis. <laughs> nice intro. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, in, in all seriousness, I... If you, if you if you can give give um i jeez you've seen the photos right like the before yeah. and after photos of the this, interstate like yeah. jesus i mean some of the photos are places i drove through houston once on the way to galveston to like go like on a cruise or something mm-hmm. and so some of these things i actually remember seeing in real life and the pictures are kind of mind blowing i it's just amazing how bad it got. Jeez. <clears throat> well, yeah, if you're out there, um, we're pulling for you. Uh, if you, if you can, if you can give, you know, any, any amount helps. Um, I think like the, the agreed upon, um, donations there, I know there are a bunch of like local Houston area food banks that are, that are really good. Um, I unfortunately can't remember any of them right now. But the Red Cross always does great work, um, so you know if if you can spare uh, some money, because Lord knows it's not coming from the federal government right now, which is nope. great. Um, so, do you remember Hurricane Sam? Hurricane living on the East Coast. Hurricane up. Sam? No, not Hurricane oh, Sam. I was like, <laughs> I thought you were talking about a specific one that was in our lifetime. I was like, no, I don't. I I do. I do. Um, uh, geez, I, we never got hit by any that were of any kind of anything. The, the one thing we did, which was stupid, um, was we were in like South Carolina, uh, visiting family, uh, and we were, we like had like a beach house for a little bit, like for a weekend or something, we rented one and a hurricane was coming in i can't remember which one it was was it i might have been audrey um but it came in and and we were all just like oh well we'll wait it out make sure everything is you know we can, yeah, maybe it'll be okay um and i was kind of freaking out because i was i was young enough that like i was like i, I had no idea i'm like we're all gonna die my parents were probably freaking out because they weren't like oh we're gonna wait for it to blow over no, they went out and realized that even if we tried to leave, like traffic was so bad that we were going to get hit anyway. And then we'd be trapped in our car and not the beach house. So it was it was like, fortunately, nothing happened. But I mean, shit, like weather's fucking scary, man. I fucking... If this isn't... Hurricanes are very strange to me. I've always had this weird sort of idea of hurricanes. Because uh-huh. I remember a few growing up. I mean, the two I remember the most, I think, was Hurricane Floyd. Sure, which yeah, yeah, yeah. Which got me a day off school. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that that was pretty red. And right. the mo- most of the reason I remember is because it got me a day off school. Um, and because we actually have... We have, like, a very trickle creek that runs through our community our community at home mm-hmm. and we actually had like a waterfall in it because we had enough water to actually cause it to become a stream and it was neat 
That, that's what I remember from Hurricane Floyd. And then the second one I remember was a little bit more damaging, and that was Hurricane Isabel. And I don't know if you were still in Maryland at that time. But Hurricane Isabel, like, flooded Annapolis. Ah, uh, I, I think I was in Maryland, but Annapolis was is far enough away that... I live, like, 15 minutes... I lived 15 minutes north of Annapolis, so mm-hmm. that was a big deal, Annapolis going under, because Annapolis was, like, where my family would go for a nice evening if we really wanted to, that sort of deal. Like, Annapolis was special nearby location. And that I also remember that because my leg, my ankle was broken at the time. Oh, shit, and that's I was, scary. I was, I was in a cast, and we were... We all decided to go down into the basement when the winds got pretty bad, and a a couple trees fell on our back fence, and my dad was pissed off that it happened while I was in a cast because I couldn't help him fix it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, cripple, and I'm just like, ha, ha, ha. I don't have to do any labor. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of amazing how quickly hurricanes left my general consciousness as soon as i moved like basically i didn't have to deal with them when i moved to rochester for college right because i mean they don't reach up there up there it was all snow Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. i moved out here and every once in a while i like remember hurricanes exist i'm like oh right right that horrible thing that my dad will say to me like oh yeah like don't like if we don't email you this week it's because the store that's hurricane blah 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 is it right i'm just like oh hurricanes Hurricanes. i remember those well hurricanes are such bizarre weather phenomena Mm because i feel like they're the they're just a really big storm I, i feel like every other weather natural disaster is a little bit more like precision and like identifiable like yeah. visually like a tornado is like this singular entity that strikes like right. thunderstorms like you see lightning and and like, i mean earth like tidal waves you right? see yeah uh, like the wave earthquakes you see every and feel the shaking hurricanes are just like a heavy storm that's just it's just gets heavy and it, it's, it's kind of like, windy it's beyond like it's beyond that right it's it's like it's like the <laughs> The final form, right, of rain, I guess. Yeah. And and it's just like, oh, oh, this is like, this is worse than all of it, except for maybe earthquakes and tidal waves. So, like. But because it doesn't have, like, that sort of, sort of visual, like, immediate component. Yeah. It also yeah. feels not nearly as dangerous as the rest of them. I think, probably not on the coast, mm-hmm. but at least where I was growing up, it always felt like they were just heavier storms and it's it always amazed me like this is like the most dangerous thing on the planet because it, yeah. it doesn't strike fear into your heart like a tornado does which i feel like i feel like it's like that's part of the problem with how yeah a lot Nobody of people look it. at it it's it's very easy to not take a hurricane as seriously as you should exactly yeah yeah, yeah. because you think like worst case scenario it's just a lot of rain and like even if like i man i don't know like uh, and I don't want to know because this is a comedy podcast about the NFL. If you know, if you weren't aware, if this is your first episode or first time listening, welcome um, to Intentional Sound. Yeah, we're football fans. <laughs> we're, we're football fans. Um, I, there's there's something about whereas like if if I hear like an earthquake's coming into town, like there's an earthquake, right? There's gonna be an earthquake. There's tremors. Like I'm fucking. Get, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge because I don't want to get swallowed by the earth. Right? There's mm-hmm. a tornado, and I'm I'm in the path of a tornado. I'm gonna fucking find 
shelter right the hell now because I don't want to be picked up by a giant fucking wind thing. If there's a tidal wave, like, I don't want to get hit by this giant impactful wall of water. Go to high ground. Right, yeah. Hurricanes hurricanes are weird. Not weird, but, like, you know what happens in a hurricane. And a hurricane is a lot of rain and a lot of wind, neither of which are in and of themselves lethal in the way that getting like flung a hundred yards by a tornado would be right but the 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 fucked up thing is thinking about it that way is what gets a lot of people like trapped in their homes and unable to go anywhere and and wait for rescue the other fucking thing is that when when some kind of natural disaster happens there's this kind of there's this mindset of like, well, you know, as long as I make it, it's fine, right? But, yeah. I mean, people lose fucking everything in hurricanes. Everything, right? And it's... It, it just, like... It's hard. I mean, fucking... We, we've talked with Marcus about this, right? Marcus Gilmer. And he... Because um, he was, like... He, he has roots in New Orleans and he has memories of Katrina... Um, and it's just like, it's the fucking, it's the saddest fucking thing, you know, uh, to, to have these people, like hundreds of thousands of people displaced and lost and unable to go back to their homes because it's fucking underwater for a while now, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's, it's fucking insane. So long story short, weather is, weather is a scary um and and i guess help out if you can let's move on to football let's please there's a lot of football news please can we get to it let's start with the big news that happened just today and we are recording this on wednesday actually before i do anything i just want to mention like some of you may have noticed that like our schedule our update schedule has been a little bit weird recently we've been uploading it later in the week um we're trying to make this happen on Wednesday instead of Monday, as in our recording time, because right. it's just when this actual season starts, it's going to be a little bit easier to manage. Because when we record on Monday during the season, obviously, we'd be recording during, during the Monday Night Football yeah. game, and we haven't had all the news. And I feel like if we record on Wednesdays and have the podcast go up Fridays, mm-hmm. we'll have this amusing thing where we could sort of predict all the games. Right. And have like a special exception for the Thursday game because we'll record right before the Thursday game, but it'll go live after the Thursday game. Right, exactly. So everyone can laugh at us in real time about how dumb we are. So, yeah, all right. So we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, this morning, Joe Hayden, star cornerback on the Browns, was released. About three hours later he was signed by the Steelers for 27 million over three years oh yeah and I can't wait for him to have a fucking wonderful career with the Steelers because that's always how this works it's I I saw that happen and I think I think everyone's reaction was whoa Joe Hayden got released and then the sort of like reality kind of seeped in and it's like well he hasn't been all that good these past two seasons he's kind of dropped off uh people are wondering he's still 28 like he's still in his prime but something he's definitely he hasn't been himself and the browns are definitely doing a whole trust the process sort of thing right where they're trying to get young they're trying to amass a massive amounts of picks they're just 
trying to get rid of all everything from like the regime beforehand. So it's just like, all right, well, Hayden hasn't been that good. They're trying to get younger, trying to save money. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world. Maybe they're afraid he doesn't have much left and they're just, you know, letting him go. Uh And then, at least that's how I saw Browns fans sort of rationalizing it out. And then he immediately signs with the Steelers. Right. And it's, and I just pictured every single Browns fan just flipping their desk. Oh, I'm sure. God damn it. And it's not like, I, well, it's it's hard to say this about a team that had one win, right? But it's not like there aren't bits and pieces already there on the Browns, you know? Uh, it's just so sad. It is. We went we went from a sad thing to another sad thing, so sorry about that. <laughs> Joe Hayden gets to um, experience some success. In Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, good, good, like, fucking great. Happy, happy for Joe. Uh, I think the Steelers may have overpaid for him a little bit. Yeah. 27 yeah. million over three years with 7 million guaranteed this year. Like, mm. yeah. I mean, if he continues his current trend of not being all that good, they definitely overpaid for him. Sure. But so, he, well, so, I, don't know. I mean, Hayden, like... Hayden's one of those injury cases, right? Injuries and surgery yeah. and missing games. So, like, if you get him healthy, you know, who knows? And I guess the Steelers are – I'm assuming he worked out for the Steelers and they liked what they saw and he he seemed healthy and not hobbled by injury and surgeries. So that's a um, – I guess a plus. Um, yeah. He also – I mean, I'm, I'm like <clears> – <throat> Going back, because I, I, I only skimmed uh, the news when I first saw it, um, he was, oh, like, the Browns were on the hook for a lot of money to keep paying him, too. Yeah. Um, more, more actually, than his contract with the Steelers. It's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. But good for Joe. Uh, I, I guess good for the Steelers. They, they always need secondary help. That's true. That's very true. That'll be, that'll be weird to see if they, um, if they can kind of cobble together a, a decent secondary, um, you know, this season that that'll be, that'll be new. Let's stick with the Browns for some, I guess, positive news. And that is, uh, Brock Osweiler did not win the starting job. That would be second round pick Deshaun Kaiser. Well, okay, let's let's start here before we get into the goofs. Do you think this was smart? Ah, uh, because I do. As much as I, I hate Kaiser and his Notre Dame ass self, I think this is smart. I think this is fine. Uh, it this is a strange situation because like they do have a veteran that could. I guess theoretically <laughs> a, mentor him. A veteran, what, my dude? <laughs> A veteran tall person. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if the Browns are going basically, I wouldn't say full tank, but they're definitely, like I said before, they're right. doing a trust the process sort of deal. Yep, yep. Throwing Kaiser in there when there's no real expectations for the team is probably a decent time to, to like let him grow with the new team. Mm-hmm. Like you're not holding off of his development. You're not hiding him behind someone who's going to suck. Like if you're going to suck, which the Browns are going to suck. Yeah. You might as well 
give the newbie some reps and some see what real he can game do. reps. So he against... has time to learn. So yeah. Some quarterbacks benefit from that. Some quarterbacks don't. Like it. It's always a question of everyone will always argue. Like, is it better to sit the quarterback for a little while or throw them into the fire? There's cases for both sides. It's it's really all just up to the individual player. If the Browns think that this is a good idea to throw Kaiser in there and let him grow with the team that they are attempting to build, mm-hmm. good for them and good for Deshaun. Yeah. Sucks for Brock. Listen, if history is any sort of indication of anything, he will somehow, somehow, even though he is a backup on the Cleveland Browns right now, he will somehow spin this into like a a contract worth fifty million dollars. You know, with some. What if he ends up on the Jets? Yeah. Yeah, like what? He's going to he's going to end up starting for the Jets. He's going to have a mediocre season and then uh, fucking I don't know, man. Like Here's a question the Rams for pick you. Him up. Is Brock Osweiler the best quarterback on the Jets? If he goes to the Jets if right he goes now, to the Jets. is he oh, the Jets shit. best pick oh, at quarterback? Man. I think you know what? I like I want to think about this more, but my my gut is telling me, yeah, and my gut's also telling me it's not all that close. No, it's not. But yeah, I think he's better. Yeah, I think Brock would be a better quarterback than Hackenberg and Petty. Yeah. I, as sad as that sounds, like they're probably not going to win any more games than they would no. with Hackenberg or Petty. But the quarterback position would be, uh, like point. Zero two percent less trash. Sure, sure. And I mean, if if we if we um, like, if we fast forward, you know, a couple of years when Hackenberg actually has developed more into an NFL caliber <laughs> quarterback, you know, maybe it's a different. <laughs> let's, right. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Exactly. Here. Exactly. Right. Ugh, yeesh. Hackenberg developing into an NFL caliber quarterback. <laughs> Now, listen, I thought listen, we were I'm done making to... fantasy shows on this podcast, <laughs> Sam. No, no, never. No fucking never. Not at all. Oh, hey, that reminds me. Before we get into um, to the other news, we, we've, um, we've left out the most important news of this week. And what is that? The most important news of this week, very relevant to this podcast, because this podcast would not have happened without the original site. Um, oh yeah. yes, let's let's fucking plug it, huh? The uh, yeah, let's the, do it. The success, the successor to kissing Susie Colbert, kissing Ivanka Trump. Uh, very good name that is hopefully um ho- like hopelessly outdated very soon. You know, <laughs> it's like one of the only times where yeah, yeah, I'm hoping the name of this thing is is going to be dated. Um. It's live, kissingivankatrump.com. Uh, it's got uh, most, if not all, of your favorite contributors from before. We're, we're kind of like getting the ball rolling relatively slowly, but there's a lot of great stuff on there. Um, my first two posts are me shitting all over Budweiser, so that's fun. But the, the cool thing is it's not just football. We're, of course, going to be uh, talking a lot about sports and football, but... 
We're going to be doing politics. Uh, I'm going to be doing video games. Uh, Trevor Risk's going to be on there doing music. There's going to be a whole bunch of different shit on there. So if you liked Kissing Susie Kolber, uh, just try Kissing Ivanka Trump. It's like the same stuff, except not owned by Uproxx. So. I would much rather kiss Susie Kolber. Yeah, me too. To, I mean, honestly. I one. So, so uh, a little, little fun piece of trivia. Kissing Susie, uh, Susie Kolber, like, kissing Susie Kolber is a, um, both of the people involved in that incident were from Pennsylvania. That's a really useless piece of trivia. Yeah, I only know that because I was recording I, the other podcast and I was like, that's how why I had to let Pennsylvania in, in into the union was because uh, was without that, the podcast wouldn't be happening because that site is what, you know, it meant a lot to me. And it, it was what kind of started what is now kind of my career. So, yeah, check it out. It's a great place. Not Pennsylvania. Well, Pennsylvania is a great place. Kissing Ivanka is Trump. It, yeah. Is Pennsylvania a great place? Yeah. I mean, I've been there a couple is times. It, it's nice. Is is it? Philadelphia is really dope. Philadelphia is. It's there. <laughs> We're in Phil- NFL podcast. I, I I always thought kind of kind of had a, like a strange idea of Philadelphia because it's not like I feel like it's one of the biggest cities in the country. Like yeah. it's it's number. four three or four like it's it's a massive important city but at the same time i feel like it doesn't have the same sort of identity that a lot of the other major cities of the country have like it's definitely not new york yeah sure it definitely isn't chicago it doesn't have the like the personality and like identity of la mm-hmm. um i just feel like philly's just like a big city I think, and like the only thing anyone really thinks about it is a little bit of American history and uh, angry people. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you could say that same thing about most of the cities you just said, except for L.A. because you know it's not one of the colonies. I, I think that, um, I think that the. <laughs> The fact that you're like that, what you're saying is like, yeah, it's ang- angry people, angry people, regional foods, and a bit of American history. That describes most good cities in America. Fucking Chicago, yeah, 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 yeah. We got we got hot dogs. We got terrible sports fans, and uh, this one time, terrible sports fans. That's something you could say about every major city well, that's, in the country. See, that's the thing is, I'm thinking when you're saying angry people, I'm thinking sports fans. I'm thinking very angry sports fans. <laughs> so, like, yeah, which city are we describing? Uh, it's hard for me to say. Like, it, it just Philly has always just sort of felt like it's there. Sure, sure. Like it never, it never felt like it had like the same sort of major presence of New York or LA mm-hmm. or Chicago. Maybe that's because it's proximity to New York, but like even like DC, it's just Philly's always just like I well, see it's just I, I, kind think, of there. I think I can't DC really describe what identity. makes it different. That's fair. That's fair. I think that a lot of mid-Atlantic cities with the exception of Pittsburgh, um if you can call Pittsburgh mid-Atlantic, I don't even know. Uh they all kind of run into that same problem with like identity 
and stuff. Uh, we were talking about the 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 website, which you should all visit because it's really good. That's what we were talking about. Let's stop talking. Yeah, about more, that news, more news, more news, cause more news, because there's more news. Let's get back to depressing stuff. Oh, um, let's talk about how shit the charges are as an organization. Oh, with a little bit that I don't, I don't know if you saw this little bit, but the Chargers fired their equipment manager. Yeah, of thirty nine years. Um, which before we move on to what makes this terrible, like okay, thirty nine years, it's a long time of service. We don't know him. We don't know his story. Like, that's that's a long time, but maybe you could argue it was his time to go, blah, blah, blah. Here's what makes it a dick move. He had just relocated with the team. Yeah, to And then to they LA. fire him. Yeah. So they let him move with them to L.A. He uprooted whatever he had. He was going with the team to keep this job, and then they fire him. That's just such a fucking... I... Oh, my. Even if it was his time to go, the Chargers still managed to fuck it up and come across as horrible villains. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, and I, I love that, like, everyone on Twitter, like, who has any sort of, like, relationship with the team, everyone's like, no, man, Bob Wick was a really good dude. What the hell? Why? How? How? Like, players and former players are like, Jesus. Yeah, like Eric Weddle and Antonio Cromartie weighed in. They're like, this guy was great, always took care of us. He's a fucking equipment manager, man. I feel like that's a very good uh, like position for an NFL team to have someone who's who has been there for the better part of like 40 years and is like, yeah, I can tell you stories about Every single player that came through this these doors, you know, I, uh, why, why? <laughs> the Chargers are terrible. Oh, I I just remembered something. Mm -hmm. I was walking around um in a town a suburb of Portland called Hillsboro mm -hmm. after work last week, and I saw a particular shirt that I never expected to see. Yeah. Okay. It was a shirt of the L.A. Chargers logo that we all dunked on after uh -huh, they released it. Uh -huh. The L and the yeah, A the, with that the was weird... just a ripoff of the Dargers with the like the lightning strange bolt. lightning bolt. Yeah, that was I... sideways for some reason. Yeah, I saw a guy wearing a shirt with that logo on it, and I was like, "What? What? You someone? Holy shit! Actually... You saw that out in the wild? I saw that." Out in the wild, do you in have, a suburb of Portland, Oregon. Do you have? I saw an LA Chargers. I wish I had taken I a was picture. Say However, you need photo evidence. I went up to him in passing. I was oh, just good. like, "Go Chargers!" And he looked at me like, "What?" And I looked at his shirt, and he's just like, "No, I'm from LA." Oh God, no! That's even. <laughs> He wasn't wearing it because he was a Chargers fan. He was wearing it Holy because shit. he's from L.A. and he thought it was a cool design oh, for Los Angeles. No. Oh, he had no idea God. it was the football team. That's that's damning as hell, man. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I, <laughs> I he guess... actually looked a little bummed out when I told him what it actually was. Yeah. I, was like, oh, I mean, I would be. Los Angeles Chargers. He's just like. Oh. oh, it's not cool he, anymore. Like, he like looked it up on his phone. And he's like, uh, uh huh, and then yeah. he walked off, and that was the end of the it, moment. It's 
It was so amazing. You think he ever wore that shirt again? Because uh, I probably I mean, wouldn't probably... have. Eh, I don't know. I may have scared him out of it, but he also looked like he didn't really care what I thought. So That's fair. That's fair. I think he was just sort of surprised to learn new information. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I just found that hilarious. I never thought I would see Jesus. a shirt with that logo in the wild, considering how quickly the Chargers disowned it after everyone and their mother was dunking on them for right, it. Right, right. God damn. It was, it was... It was a treasure. I don't think I will ever see something like that again. Nope. But I just wanted to share that moment with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I very much appreciate it. Be on the lookout, though. And I will, too. I mean, I don't know how many Chargers fans we got in Chicago, but if I see uh, any kind of merch with that old logo on it, I will I will photo document it and and share it with you. Uh, while we get our listeners, if, if you guys see one of those out in the wild too, or better yet, if you own one, if you own one, um, I'm sorry for your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if if you can find someone wearing the LA chargers logo, that is the Dodgers logo with a lightning bolt penis, just. Take take photo evidence uh-huh. because I feel like I saw a unicorn. Yeah, ta- tag us on tag us on Twitter. We'll we'll shout. And it the out. unicorn ended up just being a horse that was wearing a party hat. Exactly. Who who was like, what's a unicorn? It wasn't even a true <laughs> unicorn. It was it was just a horse wearing a party hat because mm-hmm. he thought it looked cool. Com- completely unaware of the concept of unicorns and is like, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So wanna. Let's move on a little bit here. I was I was gonna say I've got I've got a nugget and I don't know if I don't know if this is something that you were gonna gonna go over, but I, I wanna talk I wanna talk about something that's very important to me. And that is uh Aaron Rodgers' mustache. Oh have have you seen have you seen this? I have not seen oh, Aaron Rodgers' mustache. You should you should Google the words. You and everyone who's listening right now who is not aware of new uh, Aaron Rodgers' facial hair developments uh, should go and Google Aaron Rodgers' mustache right now. Uh, either in Google or search it on Twitter because it's a lot of fun. Um, Aaron Rodgers got himself a, jeez, uh, just a very good handlebar. Is that like the Sam Sam Elliott mustache? Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's like a Sam Elliott fucking cowboy, cowboy mustache. mustache. Yeah. Oh, it's really, really, really good. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he looks like the sheriff of a small town in Arizona. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe he's always been the sheriff of a small town in Arizona. Um, we've talked about mustaches a lot on this show. Um, I think, jeez, because the comparison I'm going to have to do right now, right, is... Him and Marcus Mariota, or Mark rather, Mark Mariota. Mark Mariota. I I think Aaron Rodgers is better. Jeez, I, it, I mean, it Aaron me Rodgers has, it kills it me has a very it. different look. I, it's a very different kind of mustache because yeah. Aaron Rodgers is going definitely going for the sheriff, yeah, kind of the sheriff, sheriff of cowboy town. look, yeah, sheriff football town, and Mark Mariota is like world's greatest dad mustache yeah yeah absolutely they're just very different mustaches mm-hmm. like you can't really compare a handlebar 
to mutton chops. Well, you know, yeah, they're yeah, both great in their own way. I will say one of the one of the only good tweets Darren Robell ever did. Um, it happened a day ago on on Tuesday, uh, as of we're recording. He uh, went through the history, and I'll, I'm going to drop this in the in the chat for you. Um, he went through the history of Aaron Rodgers' stashes, uh, and they're all it is it is just a fucking trip, especially the last one uh, from I believe his rookie year um, in the league, or at least his first year with the Packers. It is just this. Weird, like Wes Anderson film looking mustache on this weird Wes Anderson looking Aaron Rodgers from, you know, the early 2000s. And it's just very good. He had a Hulk Hogan stash. People forget that. Oh, uh, yeah. I Oh, wow. That is a terrible mustache. Yeah, right. Right. Rodgers. My God, man. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, I mean, it's got it's only gotten better. Right. It, yeah. it went from this weird, like blonde dirt. Kind it of has gotten so much better. Dirt caterpillar wow. to, to you know, a, a semi-respectable. Like you see, like I think in that first mustache picture, his his original mustache picture, he's trying to go with Mariota. Yeah, was already mastered. Yeah, he's trying to go with like the off. dad stash, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work at all. No, no, not great. Rogers' mustache works a lot better when it's it's longer and it's bigger. Like he, he can't pull the just like the just the upper lip fuzz. Mm-hmm. He has he has to have something bigger than that. For sure. For sure. It's uh it's a shame well maybe maybe not a shame for her, but um <laughs> maybe you, you you think this is his like you know how when people go through a breakup, they're like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to change the way I live and, and get healthy and, like, make myself a better man. Do you think that's what Aaron? That's why Aaron Rodgers is sporting this mustache is because he and Olivia Munn are no longer a thing? I don't know. That's it's a good enough theory as any. So a little, little reinvention, even though it's not a reinvention, it's just a different mustache. Maybe, maybe he just grew it because he had to film a cowboy commercial for State Farm, oh, and geez. he just decided to keep it. Oh, that's that's. I feel sad. like that's the most likely. Yeah, out here in the wild west, yeah, you got to discount, double check to see if there was a snake in your boots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Fucking... It's gonna happen, isn't it? He's gonna have a freaking handlebar mustache for a dumb State Farm commercial, and it's gonna be crap. And yeah. we're gonna be sick of it by week three because yeah. they're gonna play it twice every single commercial break. Ugh. They're gonna ruin everything. Like they're gonna ruin everything. Like they ruin everything good. It's already started, by the way. Um, uh, ben Stiller. Although no, this is a month ago, so I guess this is before uh, before he did the new uh the new mustache look maybe this provoked it but ben stiller cut a little ad for like a a fundraiser he's doing where he's in dodgeball uniform is like hey Aaron rogers stop stealing my mustache or whatever um and and that's that's great but but yeah um Aaron Rodgers' mustache is very good, and I'm going to take a page out of his book, and every time something happens to me and I want to reinvent myself, I'm just going to uh, grow a fake mustache to twirl in my fingers like a, a snidely whiplash character, and that's going to be that's gonna be new Sam. 
I really hope Marcus Mariota comes back with uh, Mark this yeah, November. Yeah, that'd be really good. I, I would like I that really a lot. hope. I like I don't want him to do like a full beard. I feel like he might just to shake things up. I I don't want full beard Mariota. Mm-hmm. His face is too beautiful for that. It really is. And he's got he's got a very um like he's got a very strong jawline and it's very very good. But that that mustache has to come back. He's he's yeah. got to bring Mark Mariota back. He has to please, let Mark out. Please. He has to let Mark free. I would love that very, 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 very much. Please. Yes, please. So Julian Edelman died. Yeah, ah, oh, man. The, like, one guy on the Patriots that I kind of like. Wait, you don't like Gronk? Oh, no, that's true. I like Gronk. But Gronk exists. Gronk exists on a plane that is not... The one we live on, man. He is in the he is in the party fucking plane, and I, like I do when I think of him, I do not think of the New England Patriots. Do you? I, like, is it is this weird yeah, that like? I do. He's still too Patriots for me. I think of him as a Patriot, and I also think of him as the only player who's ever going to not wear a shirt mm-hmm. on the field. Sure, good. Very like good. I kind of hope one day that maybe he'll go to the Pro Bowl or something, which means he would actually be healthy. Which LOL at that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just want him to see play football without a jersey on, just shirtless, just shirtless Gronk running around. Just just let the man be who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gronk would play naked if he could. I oh think. man, oh, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that <laughs> at all. Ah. Uh. Just thinking about that is not comfortable for me, and I don't like that. Why is it not comfortable, Sam? Do you think Gronk isn't good looking? No, he is. I'm just thinking of like when he got tackled and all of the chafing and um, turf. If um, fucking playing on turf, are you fucking kidding me with your bepis out? Like, ah, it would. There would be nothing left. You'd be like. We'd be like, by the end of it, by the end of it, all of the running backs and linemen and wide receivers and pretty much everyone who isn't the quarterback, it would be like a sandpaper effect. Over the course of the game, it would become like a Ken doll. It would be like shiny and they they wouldn't be able to turn in certain directions because the light would shine off of where their genitals used to be. And it will be a perfectly smooth, reflective surface, and then the entire audience will go blind. Kendall. Gronk the Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Workshop it. Also, can I ask you why you call it a Bepis? I that was <laughs> Sam, it's called a donger. A donger right? ding 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 dinglar ding dingle dongle. USB dongle. USB dongle. Peepus. Peepus. Bepus. Bepus. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You put... You could... It. One of my favorite things to do is, is make up words for penis that are not words for penis, but it is very clear that I am talking about a penis. Not, not even like innuendos. Like fucking... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, you're fucking darble. You gotta protect your darble, dude. <laughs> I guess no darbles are better for balls. 
you got to protect your darbles. Darble sounds kind of like a whole package. Yeah, deal. yeah. <laughs> your your fucking your kitten kadarbles. <laughs> oh, that's that's is good. It's very good. Okay, okay, moving on from penises. Yeah, let's, why let's, though? Let's let's. let's, let's... <laughs> Let's let's put that behind us. Uh, let's get back to Julian Edelman here. Um, the Patriots are gonna be fine. Yeah. Oh, they're no, like, they're, they're gonna my, be fine. Yeah. My literal first thought when I heard Julian Edelman went down was that's interesting. My second thought was oh, I guess that just means Amendola is the new Julian yeah, Edelman now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you you saw that right after that happened, he hit Chris Hogan like two times in like under thirty seconds or something. Yeah, that's true. I talked about this in my comic earlier this week, but it's like they started with Wes Welker, and then Wes Welker became Julian Edelman, and now they picked up Danny Amendola, the little shifty white guy from the Rams who had injury problems and will now presumably be incredibly healthy. But there's something about small, like under six foot, like 180 pound white dudes. Yeah. That play in the slot in New England, it's like the most replaceable position. It's it really like. is. It's a fucking carousel. And I did, I did mention Chris Hogan because he also like you know Patriots Stormfront jokes. Sure, uh-huh. yeah, like white stuff. But someone in the comments pointed out that he's actually not the prototypical small, shifty white guy size wise. He's six um, one and two twenty, which is substantially like thicker. Then Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola, who were like around 5'10", 5'11", 180, 190. Mm-hmm. However, what I did find interesting is that Brandon Cooks, the receiver they picked up from New Orleans, is that basic size. He is like 190. He is 5'10", 5'11". So now I think is a really big test on whether or not the Patriots are slot racist. Sure. Yeah, because from a size and I, I don't I don't particularly know Brandon Cook's skill set, but from a size perspective, he fits the mold of the Welker. Mm-hmm. He fits the mold of the guy who the Patriots have had major success in the slot little shifty position. So if they stick like Chris Hogan, who's a little bit bigger than normal, or they keep with Amendola right. and they stick Cooks on the outside. I think the Patriots are slot racist. Well, yeah, I mean, because that's not... That is a worse... It's worse, right? It's just, like, not as good of a... Uh, of a scenario. It's not ideal. I, and I think some people are just like, well, yeah, guys on the outside tend to be faster. Like, like dudes in the slot are are fast dudes. Yeah. Like, that's actually where a lot of them have a lot of success is because they're fast. They're fast and they're small, and they could get around and through breaks and stuff like that really quickly. Like Brandon Cooks, I don't know. I if if they don't play him in the slot, the Patriots are confirmed for slot races. Sure. Yep. I think we can we can confirm that. Absolutely. We can we can call that shot right now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm I'm, just, I'm done with that. They're so boring. I'm done they're with just them. so boring. It was fun for a while. It was, and this is some. This is someone who's always hated them. It was fun for a while, but I think I think they can stop. 
the problem now is they've established themselves. Like they don't have anything left to prove. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now that that's hey 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 Bill, hey Bill and Tombly, hey Bill and Tombry, can you just stop? There's nothing left for the Patriots to really accomplish. That within reason, like they're already the greatest uh, football dynasty that has ever happened. Yeah, like two basically two decades of. Sheer dominance, dominance is is not going to get touched no. because it's it's just not going to happen. Football doesn't have that long a shelf life. It, like this is so unique, they they've they've blown that away. Like it doesn't matter if us we hate on Brady or anything. He's already the goat to so many people. Like they like Brady already has the most rings. Like Belichick has like, all the rings. Like the Patriots have nothing left to prove, and that's why they're so boring. So they should just stop. Just stop. Just stop it. Just, just let some other guys try. Yeah, just let some other yeah. teams get in there and do things. Someone you else know? a just, turn. It's just boring at this point because mm-hmm. they're just the same. And so many Patriots fans are just like, oh, you just hate the Patriots because they win. And I'm like, well, yes, I do hate the Patriots because they win because they've turned winning boring. Yep. Yep. Again and again, it was. It's like we we've alluded to this before. Is like when the Warriors started winning in that in a similar sort of sort of way. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun at first, and then it just got very old. I think the Warriors last year were pretty fun, and we're talking right. like because they were chasing the record. Like they went like yep. thirty games, like thirty and zero to start the season or something ridiculous, and that was. That was fun, even because even though they were winning and everything, and Steph was putting up like numbers that didn't seem possible. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of fun to watch them go for history in that sort of sense. Like there was, it was, it's kind of like the way the Patriots were going for history in two thousand seven. Like we were all kind of tired of the Patriots starting at that point too, but it was a lot of people were rooting for the Patriots that year because they wanted to see history, and I think a lot of people were rooting for the Warriors last year because they wanted to see history. They found that exciting. And then it got sort of annoying by the end of it. And then this past year when they were just straight up dominant, even though they didn't win quite as many games, it was like, well, who's going to beat them? Who cares anymore? Exactly. Yeah. It's well, because the interesting question then becomes who's going to beat them. And that's why you watch the games. You don't watch them to be like, Oh, look at how good they are. It's no. Will these? Will they finally fucking lose, please? That's why most people watch the Patriots because they want to see them finally go down. Mm-hmm. They want to see the moment where the Patriots dynasty finally slips, where it's finally starting to go away. Because we just want to see something different. It it just just give us something different. Give us a little bit of variety. We've been watching this team dominate for two fucking decades. That's most of my life. Just let something else happen. I, Just give me some flavor. I agree. You're asking for some flavor. You want you want to go help help some people out on Yahoo Answers again? Okay. Okay. Let's do well, that. We'll start. We'll start with the Patriots here. Um. Uh. This is from anonymous. I'm sorry. From from Leo. Uh. Two percent best answers. Uh, why the New England Patriots were ready to raise the championship banner from their Super Bowl 51 win in the 2017 NFL kickoff game? Question. 
Why the New England Patriots will write or raise the Super Bowl 51 championship banner from their win in overtime in Super Bowl 51 this 2017 in the 2017 NFL kickoff this September 7, 2017, the date and start of the 27 NFL season. Wait, what? Did you not understand? Why, uh, why, why the New England Patriots will ready to raise the championship banner from their Super Bowl 51 in the win in the 2017 NFL kickoff game? Uh, why, why, Dave? Why, why the New England Patriots will ready to raise the championship banner? Because the New England Patriots ready. There, yes, there you go. <laughs> the best answer is because they won the Super Bowl last season. <laughs> and I think I think that's all we need to say about that. What, what do you like, think the, the guy was trying to say? I have do you no have any idea. idea what the guy was trying to say? I don't know. Is like what is it like are they ready to are like are they going to be ready to raise the Super Bowl? like why are they going to raise the banner? I and I, I I'm just like fucking I what is the what answer were you looking for? What was the question? Yeah, what even was the question? You put a Y there. I fucking uh, I don't understand. Well, maybe he put a Y there because it's Yahoo Answers and he has to make it a question. Mm-hmm. It's it's like Jeopardy or something. It's like the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl. Well, why did the Patriots raise their flag? Ready? Yeah. I- I- fucking don't know i fucking don't know uh, uh please tell me you have something a little less confusing oh yeah yeah, yeah, than yeah, that. yeah. um this is actually a, a real one and and kind of not a goof uh this one comes from noah who should i draft at the seventh overall spot for fantasy football um and yeah and the question is hello i got the seventh overall in a 10-man ppr keeper league is a really interesting spot for me to choose from. Looking at mock drafts and stuff, it looks like the players that are going to be available are mainly A.J. Green or Mike Evans, potentially LaShawn McCoy. I can obviously take Melvin Gordon as well. I know that if I draft a wide receiver in the first round, I'll draft a running back in the second and vice versa. I'm thinking David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell, and McCoy will be drafted before my draft spot. Any idea on who I should draft? Do I draft McCoy if he's available, or do I take A.J. Green or Mike Evans? Um, If you guys could offer explanations, that would be great. Thanks. My first thing is, I I don't know, this guy seems like an idiot to me, because, I mean, he should draft Tom Brady. Right? Hmm. Well, with Julian Edelman hurt. Oh, then, yeah, no. Then you want Rodgers, probably. No, I mean, we're obviously wrong here. Yeah. (laughs) The answer is Roberto Aguayo. Oh, shit, yeah, because now he's on the Bears. Kickers, man, you need kickers. You need 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 kickers. kickers. And so... I mean, you you saved Tim Tebow for the second round. yeah, Yeah, or, I mean, or you can, like... See, I wouldn't do that, man. I would, because in case Aguayo goes down, like you don't want to be, oh, you don't yeah. want to be stuck. You, you, you're gonna you need have a to backup. you need a backup kicker. Um, and and then like once you're at two, I think you're fine because then, I mean, there will be like you'll be able to trade for another one if you need to. And, yeah, like, you late can pick... in the rounds when you have, like, uh, like a couple bench spots left. Yeah. You can either just pick up a couple extra kickers or 
find someone who has a kicker you like mm-hmm. and trade for them. Yeah. Just like give up a couple running. So backs actually, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, that's actually not a not a bad idea. Maybe that's what this guy's going for. So so I think the strategy might be. So I think he should take AJ Green then as trade bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're we're assuming Aguayo is going to be available. Yeah, which is not a given. It's not a guarantee. I've no. seen him go as high as uh, number two in some wow. leagues. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I saw him go, I think one is a little early. Um, someone So, so I, I saw him go number one, and then everyone was, like, dragging him because everyone was like, obvi- I mean, obviously the, the, the first thing to pick is the Rams' defense. Like, mm-hmm. unquestioned number one pick, right? If, if, you have, if you have the number one pick in your draft, just... I mean, if the Rams' defense is gone, you can go Roberto Aguayo, but you can also um, it. There's a little bit of risk involved, mm-hmm. but I think, I think Hackenberg is your fan. Yeah, if you can't if you can't get Aguayo, Hackenberg is your well, man. This is also a keeper league. Yeah. So keep so keep keep that in mind. So uh, the way that I like to play keeper leagues is is really kind of a slow burn. So every every year, what I do is I take in in my keeper leagues. Um, when I get to draft, I I will take only third stringers and only rookies, and generally only rookies nobody's heard of. So then, like I'm I'm amassing all these things, and then in about ten years, I'm either gonna have a really good team or a really bad team. That's big deal because I mean at that point, most of your league members may not even be playing anymore. Yeah, there you go. All you and gotta do is it'll be him. like Yeah, it'll be like a three man league mm-hmm. and that your odds of winning that are very high. So maybe maybe that's the real answer here. That in a keeper league it doesn't really matter who you draft. You just have to outlast everyone in the league, which I mean Leon I mean sorry, Noah, I'm not saying murder everyone else in your league, but I mean, I am. I. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Murder everyone yeah. else in your league. Let, let, let's just facilitate their demise. Yeah, yeah. That's a. Yeah, we that's can't a very say nice murder. Of, uh, We're not advocating murder. Um, we are okay with, um, you know, having accidents. Sure. Accidents happen. Yeah, ac- accidents happen. Accidents happen. I mean, Joe from the office, like he always takes a kind of a risky way home. Like, sure, it's it's just kind of like he goes through the hills. Like, it's possible he could hit a pothole and just careen into a tree very easily. No one would ever know if he cut his brakes. Mm-hmm. No one. They can't prove it. It's a perfect crime. <laughs> um, I, I I got one more. I got one for one more for you. Um, and right. this is this is really important because like okay so this that last one was very relevant I think people want to hear our fantasy football advice because it's very good advice obviously um, we are coming up on the NFL season and the college football season and you know tailgates and all that so so this question uh, coming from Vanilla Virtue very very good name uh, level four Yahoo Answers user uh, what can you wear to an NFL game. I'm going to an NFL game, and do you have to wear the team you are a fan of, such as a team jersey or shirt? Or can you wear regular clothes? I always see people on TV with the sports team colors on, but was just curious what people wear for an NFL game. Uh, Vanilla Virtue, 
I hope we're okay. So when was this asked? I I need to I need to check this because this is like, I hope it's not too late. If you do not wear your NFL team colors or jersey or or some sort of like team branded merchandise to the game, you will be shot. Yeah, you will be shot. I, on I site. thought everybody knew that. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm like I'm glad we're able to give this advice. Hopefully, it's not too late for you, Vanilla Virtue. Uh, Yahoo Answers member since July 28th, 2006. But uh, if it is for our other listeners, I, don't risk it. It's not worth You it's might not-, not find the jersey. You might not want to spend for the jersey. You might not have anything in your favorite team's colors. Maybe you've like reduced your wardrobe recently or your favorite team shirt got kind of ragged and you uh-huh. had to get rid of it. Like You, you cannot go to a game without... I- supporting it in a jersey or your colors you will be murdered you will be killed and that that's it i think like if if you really don't want to spend money on i think you might be able to get away with going naked no here's what here's what vanilla virtue needs to do Mm -hmm. and this is a callback to last week what she needs to do is wear a jersey and panties yeah oh yeah and that's it yep yep and that's it. I will say, Someone in the audience is going to get a kick out of that, not, as we've seen. Not sure whether Vanilla Virtue is is male or female. Either way, I think this. I think this scans. Um, I think that. Uh, I mean, no one's. No one is going to every. I, I think you get actually everything for free if you do that. Yeah. If you just like just wear a shirt and like lingerie, or if you just wear a, a jersey and lingerie, um, or nothing down there see that's why i was thinking like if you don't have a jersey if general tip if you don't have a jersey just go to the game naked because yeah. then i i think there's like some sort of stipulation in what they tell the security guards i think the offending thing isn't that like you're you're not wearing a jersey it's that you are wearing something that's not a jersey so if you're not wearing anything i think i think they'll just imprison you yeah and like torture you and stuff. You might. You're not gonna get a trial. No, no, of course not. You'll live. Yeah, you'll live, and that it might be worth that. Yeah, I was gonna say. If, listen, if you have to go to the game, if you, you know? yeah, if you really want to risk, like, I mean, if it's too late, if you're if you're listening to this and you're like you're going to the tailgate tomorrow, you've already cooked the brats. You just don't have a jersey, and like you can't get out of it. I mean, the. It's like you know you never you never tell someone to like to drive when they're super tired or something. You never you you, yeah. you, you don't want to do that. You always want to be completely alert. Um, but in in a situation where uh, there you are going to be going to this game and there's no way for you to get a jersey, uh, just show up naked and hope hopefully the hammer will come down a little bit easier on you and i do mean that literally mm-hmm. hopefully that the ball peen hammer comes down a little bit lighter on your uh like ribs look here's the one thing if you are going to a game but it's in october yeah you can wear pink that oh that's true i totally forgot that's about the that. one thing you can get away with if you go to a game in october you can wear pink. Right. So there's your one loophole, Vanilla Virtue. If you're going to a game in October, you do not have to have a jersey. All you have to do is have something pink, mm-hmm. and you will be tolerated. The other thing, the other thing though, and I, I, you mention it, but the other thing though is, 
that's that complicates things further because not only is it okay to wear pink, the thing is if you wear a jersey, the normal jersey and the normal pants and whatever you normally wear to games and you come in in October and you're not wearing pink, you will also be shot. Yeah. Look, we know the NFL's rules here are a little bit archaic. Yeah, medieval, and, if like, you ask me. We're, like, We're definitely hoping that they'll be a little more lenient on this, but they have more important things to fix. Like clear like, bag uh, rules. What the fuck a catch yeah. is. Like, what, what the fuck is a catch? I'd much rather see the catch rule get clarified before people who think that they could just wear whatever, wear whatever to a they football want. game. Yeah, jeez are allowed in a stadium without being murdered. Yeah. Like, it, we, we have to have our priorities clear. That's, that's very true. So, I mean, listen, best of best of luck to Vanilla Virtue and, and everyone. Because, listen, we, uh, we, get, we get these kinds of questions a lot. Uh, we actually, what are you allowed to wear to an NFL game? People have been slipping into my DMs and being like, Sam, I know you know everything about football. So, uh, what... What is legal? What are you legally allowed to wear to an NFL game? And I'm I'm glad that we we finally had the chance to to settle that because I think we've saved some lives here. I think we have. Like it's one of those things that you'd think should be common knowledge and generally is. But but there's still people who just don't know. And this is for yeah, them. really, really, and no no judgment, right? No judgment. Now you know, and uh, knowing is half the thing that keeps you from getting shot because you don't wear a jersey to an NFL game. Mm-hmm. And with that, with our final tip here, I think it's a good time to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Sam. Yes. How can we follow you? Can you can follow me uh, newly at kissingivankatrump.com. Uh, I also write for Yard Barker. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grisezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S, on uh, Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs and uh, wherever fine hardcover books are sold. Dave? I'm I'm your host, Drawplay Dave Rapocho. You can find me on Twitter at Drawplay Dave, on Facebook at the Drawplay Comic, on Patreon, on Instagram at Drawplay Dave, and of course on the Drawplay.com. This podcast was brought to you by our producer, Dave Rapocho, um, <laughs> our director, Dave Rapocho. He's behind the scenes all the time. He's making this happen. It's great. I love you, man. You're doing a great job. He, he keeps this thing going every week. It, it's it's fantastic. It's true. Please it's give true. him some love. Yeah, seriously. Uh, hit him hit him up because um, our intern, Dave Rapocho, is fantastic. Um, we'll, we're, we're not no. paying him, but we like him anyway. He's a good dude. So just, just good, man. So thank you. Thank you. Please be okay, Houston, and we'll see you next week.